What's up, world? Welcome back to another episode of Just Grow It, the podcast. I'm your host, Big City Gardener, and today we're going to continue our conversation about perennials. I'm going to tell you some of my favorite perennials to add to your garden, regardless of the size of your garden. Whether you're growing on acreage or you're in a small urban area or a balcony, it doesn't matter. You are able to grow these perennials all the same. Now, to me, perennial gardening is smart gardening. Edible perennials are the most intelligent and best thing that you can add to your garden. I mean, you tell me something better than planting something one time and being able to harvest from it yearly. A well-maintained perennial patch can provide food for decades. Hence the reason I say they are the best thing that you can add to your garden. Now, before we decide on planting perennials, it's important to understand and have knowledge on our gardening zone as well as our frost date information. If you don't know about your gardening zone or if you don't know about frost dates, you can check back in some previous episodes where we kind of go over and talk about these topics. What's important to keep in mind before we get to the list of the top perennials What's important to keep in mind is that when we first plant our perennial, it's only going to require a little bit of space. But let's not forget that these things will eventually naturalize. And as they naturalize, they grow and take up more space within our garden. So it's extremely important to think about the full mature size of the plant prior to planting your perennials. Another thing we need to make sure we pay attention to is the amount of sunlight an area receives. Some perennials need full sun, just like some perennials need shade. Make sure you pay attention to the sun exposure for an area and the necessary sun required for a specific perennial to thrive. Now, there are benefits when it comes to planting some of these perennials that we're going to list at the end of this episode. The benefits of planting perennials are, one, perennials are extremely low maintenance, all right? We don't, you don't need to do a lot of pest control with them. Uh, we're not tilling the soil every single year, so that decreases the amount of work that we're doing. We're not having to add new plants to our gardening space yearly or seasonally and usually perennials require less water than annuals another benefit of growing perennials is that they heal the soil they help the soil why is this well every year we are not coming and disturbing the soil we're not tilling the soil therefore that soil food web that's growing within our soil within our perennial patch the fact that we're not disturbing it means that it's able to basically expand, get bigger, stronger, and thrive. Now, before we list some of the top perennials, let's talk about some of the drawbacks associated with perennial gardening or planting perennials. The first one is that some perennials take a long time to establish themselves before you get any sort of harvest or reward from them. So let's talk about asparagus. Again, we mentioned this in the last episode. Asparagus crowns take two to four years before you can start to harvest from them. So one of the drawbacks is that, hey, man, I'm going to have an area that I have to dedicate to my garden 
that may not actually give me anything for a couple of years? Am I willing to invest that time and that space into this perennial? Another drawback to planting perennials is that because they are so low maintenance, people often forget about them. Okay, And when you forget about a perennial patch, what ends up happening is it gets overrun by weeds. And once the weeds take over, look, man, your harvest numbers, the amount that you're expecting to harvest is going to decrease significantly. And a third drawback to perennial gardening or planting a perennial patch is that you're not able to practice crop rotation. So if you're someone who constantly practices crop rotation, Well, perennial gardening may not be for you. Not being able to rotate your crops sometimes can lead to diseases and pests. And like we said in the last episode, once your patch, once your perennial patch catches a disease, it is extremely hard to correct it. Oftentimes, you end up having to yank out the whole patch and start over again. All right, so now that we talked about some of the benefits and drawbacks to perennial gardening, let's get straight into it, man. Let's talk about some of the best perennials that you can add to your garden. We're going to separate this into three different sections. Section one, the top edible perennials that you can add to your garden. Number one, rhubarb. Now, rhubarb only works if you live up north in a cold climate. You cannot grow it down south because it needs those cold winters in order for it to produce. Number two, we have something like an artichoke, specifically globe artichokes. Uh, If you've ever grown an artichoke patch, man, you know that thing takes over, it spreads, it gets big. But if you like artichokes, then you should definitely be growing an artichoke patch. Uh, Another thing about artichokes is that a lot of pollinators love the flowers of the artichokes. So even if you're not going to harvest and eat the artichokes, hey man, do it for the pollinators. Next on our edible list are things that people often grow as annuals, but they can actually grow as perennials. So I'm talking about things like kale and collards. Oftentimes, we plant our kale and our collards in the fall or the early spring, and when the summertime comes around, we usually yank them out because they slow down, they stop producing, or maybe they look like they're getting infected. Kale is actually a perennial, and all we have to do is allow it to live, and it will continue to produce for years. I knew a garden that I used to go to probably about five, six years ago, And these people had the same collards growing in their garden for about two to three years straight. It was a beautiful thing to see. All right, the next things on our list are things like asparagus, horseradish, an herb or a leafy green known as sorrel, uh, Jerusalem artichokes or sunchokes, even garlic. Most people don't know that garlic can actually be grown as a perennial. Other top edible perennials are things like all of our fruit trees, and all of our berry bushes. Don't forget about those when it comes to perennials. Now, some of the top flowering perennials, okay, that you can place in your garden, regardless of the zone, this will apply. We have things like Shasta daisies, coneflowers, hibiscus, black-eyed Susan, coreopsis, sedum, salvia, daylilies, peonies, dianthus, And my favorite one of all are asters. 
I think every garden needs at least one aster bush, one aster plant, okay? And the reason I say this is because the aster produces its flowers in the fall. Now, during the fall time, there is also not a lot of pollen-producing plants. So it ends up becoming a favorite of honeybees, beneficial insects, and other pollinators in your garden. So if you have the opportunity, man, throw an aster plant somewhere in your garden. And now the top herb perennials that you can plant. Half the time, there are already herbs that we're already growing in our garden. I just don't think people think of them as perennials. So when you hear these on this list, you'll be like, hey, man, I already grow that. That means you already have perennials in your garden. So we have sage, mint, thyme, oregano, catmint, which is probably one of my favorite herbs to grow, catmint. We have chives, lavender, rosemary. I think I already said rosemary. Well, we'll say it again because I love rosemary. My mom used to grow rosemary everywhere, and she used to use it in everything, okay? Uh, so I just have a lot of great memories when it comes to rosemary. Lemon balm, dill. Did you know, did you know dill? Bee balm and chamomile. All right, so those are the top perennials that you can add to your garden. Now, like I've said before, don't think that you need a large garden space to add these plants. You could throw every single one of these that I mentioned on this list in a container and it will thrive the same. That's the end of this episode. You know what I need you to do. I need you to, one, share this episode with a friend. Two, share previous episodes of Just Grow It, the podcast with friends. Three, give me a good review if you liked the show and found it informative. And four, I need you to go outside Get your hands in the dirt and just grow it. Till next time, y'all take it easy. Before I let you go, I need you to do more than one thing. First, I need you to like, comment, subscribe to the podcast. Second, I need you to tell a friend or two about the show if you enjoyed it. And if you have anybody you think I need to talk to, I should interview, send the name over, put it in the comments, or send me an email, igrow at Big City Gardener. And check me out, man, on Instagram and on all social media platforms, Big City Gardener. We out. Oh, almost forgot. Just grow it.